Welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. My name is Josiah Williams, and here is my challenge for you. As you're listening to the message, I challenge you to remove as many distractions as possible, to write out a few notes and things that stand out to you, and afterwards, share what you've learned on one of your social media outlets. We level up by giving a level 10. Thanks again, and enjoy the message. Well, this morning, we are so excited to have you here today. Esta mañana estamos muy contentos de tenerlos todos aquí en esta mañana. Y'all ain't ready for this. Ustedes no estaban preparados para esto. I told, I told Miguel. Él le dijo a Miguel. <laughs> that, that he can speak in English and I would do Spanish. But he said, no. Yo le dije que no. And I said, sí. Y él dijo que sí. He said, yes. <laughs> Today, we're just going to kick off service with a little flair of what we experienced in Cuba. Hoy vamos a comenzar el servicio con un poco de sabor de lo que vivimos en Cuba. We traveled with 11 people this past week to minister. Viajamos con 11 personas para ministrar. But what we discovered was that God was ministering to us. Pero lo que descubrimos fue que el Señor nos administró a nosotros. And if you're here for the very first time or second time, we welcome you today. Si está aquí por la su primera o segunda ocasión, le damos la bienvenida. On your seat, there is a connection card that we would love for you to fill out. En tu asiento hay una tarjeta de conexión de conectarnos con la iglesia para que la llenen. De conexión card. I got you. I Connection got you. card. I got you. I got you. I know that it's not easy. It's not easy. I speak fast. I know. I know. But we would love to connect with you. Nos gustaría conectarnos con ustedes. To, to get to know you better. Para conocerlos mejor. It's an honor to have you here today. Es un honor tenerlos aquí en esta mañana. But there are some things that took place in Cuba. Hay varias cosas que sucedieron mientras estuvimos en Cuba. That we didn't just want to uh, talk about, we wanted to really share from our hearts. Y no queríamos esa experiencia solamente hablar de ella, sino compartirla con ustedes. And I asked Miguel to share just some of the impact that we experienced as a complete church in Cuba. Y me pidieron que ayudara al pastor a, a, a poder compartir esa experiencia en esta mañana. So now he will speak in Spanish. Uh, ahora, ahora, and I will translate. Yo voy a hablar en español ahora. Y él va a traducir. Yo hablo en inglés. Yeah, vamos. Okay. No, I'm just <laughs> Miguel is going to share a bit on the impact. Okay. Now, this is, this is the impact, right? So I can speak it in English. Yo. Okay. Yo soy. Who translate it in Spanish? Uh. <laughs> So yes, I want to share a testimony that we, I experienced while we were in Cuba, and I met a man that I was praying for him, and after I finished praying for him, he told me that what hope can he have? He's been three days eating food from the garbage cans, and then he showed me his stomach. He had like a bone sticking out of his stomach, which is caused because of eating from garbage cans. And 
it's hard to, to really speak about this, but I prayed over him, and I was, trying to, I was thinking, how can I give him hope? He was saying, I come to church, and look at what I'm living through. And I told him, we all go through situations. I've been through situations, maybe not like yours, but I've always depended on the Lord. Don't stop coming to church. And I blessed him, right? I got authorization to be able to bless him financially. And when I gave him the money, he, went, he just grabbed my hand. He wanted to let me go. So I'm very grateful for the Lord to give me that experience to know that there are people that just to eat, it's a difficulty. They don't have any choices. So that's my impact story. And I hope it will teach us all, right, to be grateful for what we have. Okay. Amen. It's hard to share this stuff. It's really hard. We, I asked Miguel to share, uh, to lead into the message today. Come on, come on. Hey, listen, I did it 15 times in Cuba. We can do it one more here. I asked uh, him to share his story today because sometimes it's the little miracles that matter. And we were invited to a church. And as I said earlier, I thought that we were there to give, like just to give. But we were actually receiving. And I shared, Miguel shared the story with the team. And we were talking about the vision of City Place Church. Y estamos hablando de la visión. That we exist to build dreams. Existimos, ¿verdad? Para crear sueños. Ignite faith. Eh, encender fe. Establish leaders. Y establecer líderes. That win the laws for the kingdom Que ganan eh, lo perdido para el reino de Dios. And with every story. Y con cada historia que tenemos. We kept asking God, are we fulfilling your vision? Entonces le preguntaban a Dios, ¿estamos llevando a cabo nuestra misión? And so we were asking, how were we building dreams? ¿Cómo nosotros estaba, nos preguntábamos cómo estamos creando sueños y, y encendiendo la fe? And the Lord was just letting us know that it was going both ways. Y el Señor nos dejó, dejó saber que él we, estaba fu funcionando de ambas maneras. That we were able to meet a physical need. Nosotros pudiéramos eh, cumplir una necesidad física but it was also spiritual. Pero también espiritual. So that that man doesn't fall out of love. So el hombre no, no caiga fuera del amor with the Lord con el Señor or God's house. O con la casa del Señor. But also allowing us as a team Pero también permitiéndonos nosotros como equipo and a church y una iglesia to know that God's speaking to us as well. que el Señor nos está hablando. Yeah, can we make some noise for what Jesus did? For every person that gave financially, brought items, thank you. For those of you who went, uh, we were celebrating the fact that we uh, were able to break through and fulfill Matthew chapter 28 as a starter for City Place Church to be uh, examples and go. And so uh, I want to also shout out Patty, who preached about going and evangelism uh, two weeks ago. Just well done. I want to read you a story, and then I want to celebrate. Uh, none of this would have been made possible. Uh, none, none of this would have been possible if we didn't have someone who took the lead 
and coordinated all the details. If I would have been coordinated in the details, we probably would have ended up at like the mall, no lie. <laughs> but I would just want to celebrate Colleen Tenpal. Will you come forward, Miss Colleen? Come on, Miss Colleen. Miss Colleen, this was uh, Colleen's first missions trip. This was City Place's first missions trip. And uh, we downloaded the vision of what God wanted to do in the season. And we said, we need someone who could get us from A to Z. And she said, yes. And she was communicating back and forth. And I'm like, do we have a bus? Do we have a place to stay? Do we? And she's just like, Pastor D, we're, we're good to go. And so I just wanted to publicly thank you for helping City Place break a barrier. And we are impacting the world. And so thank you for that. We appreciate you so, so much. Isn't that awesome? The Bible says to give honor where honor is due. And if you've been around City Place at any point in time, you know that we like to celebrate and uh, we, we established leaders and monumental. And so well done on being one of the first. And thank you all for being so generous that gave. You never know what a little gift does and the stories behind it. This morning, I want to help us to identify our story. Two weeks ago, Miss Patty was preaching on evangelism and us being ambassadors for Christ. And she, she sent us home with some homework. She said, the first thing is I want you to pray for everybody that's gone to Cuba. And the second thing is I want all of us and all of you to write down your story. We read this and I was like, Lord Jesus, you know more and you're doing more than what we can see. Someone is appreciating what someone in Cuba did for their family. Legacies continuing because someone took them in. Others gave gifts so that we can be a blessing, but God did so much more. And I have to be honest, I was thinking about our story. And what are we doing with our story? And so this morning, I'd like to continue on our theme of being on mission. We said over the last four or five weeks, and shout out to Sean for preaching last week. (laughs) Just well done. Well done. Well done. She told me that we had some ministry moments and stuff like It's just like a day of thank yous. Look at someone and just, just tell them in faith. Just say, thank you for buying lunch today. I just, I just feel like I should thank you in advance. Seriously, like the steak is going to be amazing. Right? Just tell them. Ah, I love bonefish grill. Right? Just tell, like seriously, just tell them like, oh my goodness, thank you. Security. We haven't needed security in, in a month, but I feel like it's time. I feel like it's time right here, red shirt. Ball head man left corner. My left, your right. Security. Okay. Okay. Don't yell out too much. Don't repeat everything that you hear. <laughs> but in Matthew chapter 10, Matthew chapter 10, we've been using this as our foundational verse. Jesus, the Bible says, calls the disciples to himself and he gives them power over unclean spirits, and he tells them to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper. And he says this statement, he says, freely you have received, freely give. I've been thinking about that, and I haven't been able to get away from that statement. And the question we asked in week one, 
and that every other communicator over the last month has uttered, can we identify what we have received? I wanted to make sure that we didn't go on to some other message without having identified what we have received. And in Matthew chapter 10, Jesus gives them authority, gives them power, and we observed a couple of things that I just wanted to highlight, and you can write them down in your notes. For those of you who are here for the first time or the second time, we provide message notes so that we can follow along and continue to study throughout the week. But we said this in week number one, that Jesus calls us to himself. He calls us to himself first. He told the disciples, come, get close to me. And it wasn't the first time he actually called them. He continually called them. So Jesus is constantly calling us close. We said that Jesus is so generous with his power and his influence. It's just that we have to be fully devoted to him. And that when he gives us power and he gives us authority, it's not for just personal use. It's for the mission of Jesus, the cross, to continue. And I kept going back to that question, though. Can I identify what I have received? And this thought came to my mind. I just want you to hear it. At times in our life, it's hard to determine between what's of substance when it's surrounded by stuff. In Cuba, we were surrounded by people, and they didn't have a lot of stuff. And uh, I wish I could tell you that, um, you know, how we would see it in our mind, but we didn't come back with a story of their situation. We came back with a story of their substance. Because we saw literally hundreds and hundreds of people worshiping and praising God like unashamed. You saw the picture there. They literally have house groups that take place on people's front porches right now in Koimar. The church that we visited literally, watch now, has taken over in small groups 90% of Koimar. We're signing up for our small groups in two weeks. Ninety percent. So the substance that they have found in Jesus overtakes the stuff that they may or may not have. So it, it, I had to ask myself again, can I identify what I have received? And I just thought about this. And I want you to write this down. This is an observation. What we have received from the Lord is tied to our original encounter with him. What we have received from the Lord is tied to our original encounter with him. Jesus says to the disciples, he says, freely you have received, freely give. But did you notice that everything that he was talking about, it it didn't have stuff attached to it. It was heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. And so I'm looking and I realize that when Jesus invited the disciples initially, he invited them into a movement and to a personal encounter with him. And what he gave them changed their life at the beginning. And when he tells them to give it away, he's consistently have reminding them, I've been with you. Watch what I've done. Look at the change that's happening in people's lives. Give that away. The same thing that I gave you at the beginning, give that away. See, you and I can begin to identify what we have received when we go back to the beginning. When we go back to the first time we encountered Jesus. Can you remember? Remember? 
Do you remember where he found you? Do you remember how you were before him? Go back there because that's when you first received it. Y'all, 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 y'all tracking with me? He gave it to you at the beginning. The challenge is, is that the stuff begins to cloud the substance. Uh-huh. But I'm getting excited because I realize that when he gave me himself, he gave me everything. But the stuff can cloud the substance. See, when we are identifying what we have received, we go back to the beginning. I wrote this down. You could either walk away life altered or just with a photo op. Some of us in this room, we have photo ops with Jesus because we get in and we get out. We're not really going to do what he wants us to do. Let's just be honest, y'all. Can we just be honest? We just want to get to heaven and act how we want. Y'all okay? Remember I told y'all I've been away for a while. I'm not mad. But it's reality. We choose. So we take a photo up. There's a story in the Bible where um, in Mark chapter 10, just so y'all know, we're going to preach this over a couple of weeks. So if you don't fill out your notes, it's okay. In Mark chapter 10, the Bible says that there's a rich young ruler who Jesus is in the neighborhood and he runs over. He's like, Jesus, I want to follow you everywhere you go. And Jesus is like, come on, man. He's like, I've done everything. I've obeyed this commandment, this commandment, this commandment. Jesus is like, man, you did well. Oh, but one thing <laughs> that I wanted, I just want to give you, this is what I want you to do. Sell everything and come follow me. I got a cross that's a little bit different. You ready? Let's go. Come on, man. Hey, everybody, disciples, we got one more. Oh, no, 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 Jesus. You know what? Um, I, I, I can't make it. But I thought you said that you. No, 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 no. But what I am going to do, I'm going to tell everybody I met you. Like, hey, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Appreciate it. No, 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 no. Like, you're, you're a really nice guy. Thank you. But I just can't do that. But guess what, y'all? He has a story. He has a story of like, hey, y'all, guess what? <laughs> y'all won't believe it. You know the guy walking on water, healing the sick, raising the dead. 5,000 people, man. I met him today. So? No, 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 I met him. And? No, man, I met him. Did you like, did he do something for you? Well, I asked him, and um, he was asking too much. So, so guess what, fellas? I'm back. <laughs> we good now. But then there's another story in Luke chapter 19 of a guy named Zacchaeus who was a tax collector, robbing from people, stealing from people. You know, IRS. <laughs> no, no, that came out wrong. No, what I, no. <laughs> it did. It came out wrong. <laughs> if you work for the IRS, my address is 123 Sycamore Street, okay? It's Sycamore Street, Detroit, okay? It's not Orlando. I'm visiting. Missionary, okay? I will, I will be on furlough for, for three years wearing an orange jumpsuit if you work for them. No, no, no. Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus is taking a little off the top, putting it in his pocket, taking it off the top, putting it in his pocket. But he hears Jesus is coming, and the Bible says because he was short of stature, he climbed to the top 
to see Jesus and Jesus stops everything because he was going to one place and he says, hey, Zacchaeus, come down because today I'm coming to your house. And the Bible says that he goes to his house and all the religious people are banging on the door like, what you doing, Jesus? You're not supposed to be hanging out with him. What are you doing, Jesus? You're not supposed to be hanging out. Look at you. You hang out with sinners. And Jesus is like, hey, I'm just focused on you. And the man doesn't go outside the door and, be, and, and it's like, you know what, man, y'all are right. I shouldn't be hanging out with Jesus. He was so focused on having an original encounter with Jesus. All he knew was that he didn't want to steal no more. He told Jesus, he's like, everything that I done stole, I'm going to give it right back to you four times over. That's what you need. Is that fine? After I, listen, I done paid everybody back. And Jesus like, I'm here for you today. I'm not worried about what you did. I'm worried about where you're going to go. So in order for us to identify what we have received, we have to go back to the original encounter. So I ask you, do you remember? Because that's vital in being able to give it away freely. So write this down. I think it's on your notes as well. What we have received from Christ is spiritual first and natural. It's spiritual first and natural. Some might argue, ho, 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 wait a second, Dave. <laughs> You're not reading your Bible stories. The blind person healed. Lame person walking. Um, I would like to argue with you that Jesus dealt with the spirit of sickness, the spirit of infirmity, the spirit of depression, the demonic spirit, and the result was natural. And when we are having our encounter with God, we have to realize that he starts it off in the spiritual and it happens in the natural. So when Jesus encountered you, he had already planned it to happen. And so we have to go back to the fact that you and I were here and here, but Jesus stepped in. And so that encounter began in the spirit and it occurred in the natural. Some of you have stories of miracles being healed. My mom has a story of being healed miraculously. But God did something in her spirit. He started there. While we were in Cuba, I don't have a picture. I wish I did. We were, uh, our groups got broken up and we went to small groups. Uh, and we spent time in the small groups and we, 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 we hung out with them and we were all going around, and we asked for everyone's story, and we thought that just the adults were going to speak where a 14-year-old girl got up, and she stood up, and she said, uh, I am so excited about Jesus. She said, I got invited to an activity that the church was hosting, and I came with, I believe, her grandma or whatever it was by a friend, and she's just like, and then I went to church, and she said, and I just felt the Lord say, and I felt his presence, and he said, this is my church, and I'm not supposed to leave. Her original encounter, it might look like it was the party, but it was actually what Jesus said to her. Can we identify the original encounter? Because in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, it says that you and I have been called to a holy calling. Galatians chapter 5, verse 13, it says he's called us to liberty. 1 Peter 5, 10 says he's called us to his eternal glory. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 said you and I are his worksmanship. 
created in Christ Jesus for good works. There's so much that he gave us at the initial encounter. At the original encounter, he gave us so much more. Pastor Aline, who's the senior pastor of the church we visited on the uh, last day, he was, he was uh, going through prayer and he was talking about being planted. And then the night, the day before, he was talking about how God has given us grace, mercy, and peace. And he was telling, he was challenging the church, don't forget about the fact that when you received Jesus, you received grace. You received his mercy and then you received his peace. There's so much that God gives us that we sometimes overlook because it's clouded by the stuff. We have to go back to the original encounter to be able to identify what we freely receive so that we can give it away. Chaz, you can come on up or the team, you can come on up here. Write this down, write this down. What you continue to receive from the Lord is determined by how you handle what you have received and your committed action to him. Long sentence. But what you continue to receive from the Lord is determined by how you handle what you have received and your committed action to him. In John chapter 6, there's a story of a woman that meets Jesus at the well. The Bible says that Jesus was going to Galilee and because of the distance, he got tired and weary. And so he sat down by a well. He had to go through Samaria and there was racial tension between the Samaritans and the Jews. And Jesus goes in and he sits down and the woman comes from her home alone and he asks her for some water. And Jesus and Jesus says, you know, give me some water. And she says, whoa, what are you doing talking to me? You're not supposed to be talking to me. I'm a Samaritan. You're a Jew. We don't communicate like that. And Jesus gives her this Bible lesson uh, while they're talking. He's like, I know, I understand. But if you knew who was asking you for the water, you'd ask me. And she's like, well, what are you talking about the water? You don't even have a picture in your hand to be able to get it. He's like, no, I am the, the living water. And he goes, talks about the kingdom of heaven. And by the time he starts talking, I uh, finishes talking. She goes, well, I want the water that you have. I want the water that you have. And so Jesus says, well, go get your husband. And she was like, well, I, uh, I don't have a husband. He's like, yeah, you, you're telling the truth. And the one that you're with right now is not your husband. And he starts sharing with her that where you are right now is not where I've designed for you. And the Bible says this. Let me see if it's there. Uh, in verse 60, the disciples come back and Jesus starts talking about the Holy Spirit now is the time to worship in spirit and in truth. And the Bible says that she hears what Jesus says and she runs to her neighborhood. And she says, you have got to come and see the man who has told me everything about my past. And the Bible says that everybody in her neighborhood leaves their house and runs to Jesus. And it says that as he began to speak and teach to them, they all believe. Something happens when we have an original encounter and then we take an action step. She could have said, this man told me everything. But she was like, what he said changed me so much that I'm going to take action for him. And I'm going to take action for somebody else. Community, you have got to hear this man who told me everything and changed me. You should be changed too. And this is how the story finishes. 
it says that they all received Jesus. And they say this to Jesus. Jesus, we just want you to know that it wasn't just based on what she said. Ma'am, it wasn't just what she said. We heard you for ourselves, and we believe you that you are the living Savior. See, when you and I can identify what we freely received, then when Jesus says freely give what you've received, the person that you give it to, come and hear a man who knows everything about me and changed me. You've got to hear him. This is what I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you what he identified in me because he might identify it in you. When you and I start giving away the thing that he gave us, it becomes contagious. While we were on the bus, the, the, the scenes that you saw of everybody standing on the bus, we were all sharing our stories. And there was a story that stood out to me from Susan. And I, I, I said, Susan, um, I think the church needs to hear this story because you met a man who told you everything. And so I think you should hear her story because maybe you're in here today and by the end of service, I want to help you identify what you have received. So listen just quickly, it's, it's short. Hey church. There was once a time in my life when everything was all about me, at the expense of others even. Then I met Jesus. This Jesus loved me where I was. He forgave me of my bad behavior, and he forgave me my sins against God. Now, with my clean slate, I am free to live the life God created for me, and I am more happy than I ever was. Do you have a story like that? Do you? If you don't, would you like to have one? And if you do, why don't you share it? Do you have a story like that? Because if you have a story like that, this is the final thing that you can write down and we'll finish next week. What you have received from Christ must be cherished and recalled consistently. What you have received from Christ must be cherished and recalled consistently. Otherwise, the stuff begins to cloud the substance. Do you have a story like that? Can you identify? In 2 Timothy, Paul looks at Timothy and he says, hey man, stir up the gift that was originally given to you by your grandmother when she prayed for you. Uh, go back to the original, Timothy. The original encounter lest you be ministering and you forget the why. You be out here living for Jesus. We don't want photo ops with Jesus, Timothy. We want to remain in what he has identified. Do you have a story like that? With every head bowed, every eye closed.
this is just the first week of being able to identify what we have received. Today was all about what we received from the Lord. And I want to give you an opportunity to meet the Jesus that we've been talking about today. Every service is about Jesus. Do you want a story like that? To where I met a man and he knew everything. I, I met a man who changed me from focusing just on me to where now I'm more in love with him like ever before. For those of us that's been photo oping with Jesus, now's the time to have an encounter with him for real. Your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed. I don't want to prolong it this day. But you know that you need to have that refreshed encounter, or maybe it's your first, and you say, Damon, I'm ready to have my personal encounter with Jesus. I'm ready. I don't want to play no more. I've had my photo ops, but I'm ready to give him my life. If that's you, will you raise your hand high enough and long enough for me to see it? I see it. Come on, I know that there's more. Let's not play. Let's not play. We've got enough photos with Jesus. Now it's time to know him. We don't need photos of Jesus or with Jesus when you know him. He visits your house. Thank you for your boldness. You can put your hands down. Church, will you pray this prayer with me? Say, dear Jesus, today I thank you for this encounter. I acknowledge that you died for me and you rose again. And I surrender my life freely. I repent of my sins. And I choose today to make you my Lord and Savior. I am yours. You are mine. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you give Jesus some big praise up in here? Come on. Give him a little bit more than that. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's episode. And we have one final challenge for you. Take something that you've learned today or something that stuck out to you and share it with a friend or a loved one. Spread a little of what I like to call that wisdom wealth with someone else. Wherever you are, I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day.